The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for Red Hot Truth Injection. Oh yeah! That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're gonna set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee! Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A. This is Universe B, Colin, and we're going to tear you a new one. You mind? Okay, everybody. Hey, uh, it is me, Napoleon Doom, and I'm here with uh, the boss. Napoleon, why did you drag me here to Comic Fest? Um, because it's fun. <laughs> But then again, so many of these creative artists, so much more opportunity for deals. Um, yeah, pretty much if you could like land them the position with like, you know, DC or Marvel or get them like a, a deal with Netflix, most of them would do that, sign over the souls, yeah. I speak from experience, but I didn't do that. That's not what my contract was for, was it? You made the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, well, I, you know, I was blinded by love for a hairy woman, so. That is not my problem. Uh, yeah, it's probably not, is it? Okay. Well, anyway, so it's not all bad. I mean, they have coffee, right? You like that? Yes. Mm. And shows. And a bar. Mm -hmm. And more shows. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of art. Lots and lots of art. Um, you're not going to get sloshed at the bar, are you? Okay, so we are back after a small break. Uh, we were talking to a friend of ours who came by the table, who uh, I was actually table mates with at GamerCon. It was that two or three years ago. You were where you were there, right? Yes, I believe so. I was on, I've been under contract with you for a while now, man. That's... It seems like an eternity. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then we uh, stopped and we did a review with uh, a young artist who was coming by. Uh, she was telling me about that they're going to be having an up-and-coming artist, uh, Artist Alley, which is... We're an Artist Alley in small press, so we're like people who have books to sell, people who have arts, art to sell, uh, not arts, art, um, that they, they kind of come here and then people can get a look at it. And she had her whole sketchbook, so I was just kind of going over it and taking a look at Very talented young artist. Hopefully we'll see her again. She said she's here all week. So, yeah. And, uh, hey, there. Hi. <laughs> Pretty good. You having fun today? It's good. All right. I feel better tomorrow when I sleep. Oh yeah, sleep is sleep is your friend. So we got a lot of guests coming by the table, which is fun. So we're gonna pop back in and out whenever we can, uh, and make sure that we kind of give you an update. We're gonna be kind of doing this the whole weekend, um, and hopefully, hopefully it's interesting. I don't know. We're gonna figure it out. Okay, so we'll talk to you in a bit. Hey everybody, it's me, Napoleon Doom. Uh, I am here today at the Grand Tea Room in Escondido for my birthday. Scratch is taking me out for tea. Yay! Hi, Scratch. Hello. So, yes, so um, I guess this is going to be another update episode. We had intended to do that at comic fest but uh we were pretty busy at comic fest we had a lot of people coming over and uh it just seemed rude to constantly you know <laughs> be podcasting and not answering people's questions or talking to people so we kind of put the computer setup away um yeah well 
you know, we had thought we could do like interviews and stuff like that, but uh, it, it just didn't seem like the appropriate place. There was just a lot of noise and chit chat and things like that. Um, what did you think of Comic Fest, sir? I actually thought it was pretty excellent. We had a lot of great people coming by. If you happen to be one of those that came by the table, thank you for showing up and talking with us. That was really great. Yes, that was pretty exciting. Um, so we had a lot of fun there. Uh, we're going to kind of be taking breaks on and off here. Uh, I brought my computer and my big girl microphone with me, um, but uh, it, it isn't charged. <laughs> I always do something like wrong that makes things fall apart in like an enormous way. So yeah, the computer, because I took it to Comic Fest to podcast there, I, it was sitting in the case overnight and it lost its charge. So it's charging right now, but right now we're recording on the phone. So if you're getting weird audio quality, that would be why. We're just talking straight into the butt of my phone. So, but yeah, we're going to post some pictures of the Grand Tea Room today and uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I guess that... Uh, we can take this time to talk a little bit about uh, some of the updates to Creeping Wave Radio and the U-Mind. Uh, I guess the biggest one is the fact that we're probably, well, we're looking into it, going to be start doing uh, live shows at some point. Um, we're probably going to open up a, a GoFundMe for that. But like I said before, with the GoFundMe that we had planned to try and uh, get payment for all the actors. I mean, that's still part of this. It's just that uh, now now it's more inclusive. So it's, it's got more stuff attached to it. So we got to we gotta work a little harder figuring out uh, how we're going to put that together. We want to plan it. We're hopefully going to be working in coordination with Horrorgasm. Uh, and we're going to be trying to work with them to get something going. That would be really kind of excellent if we could make that happen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're looking at the, the 10th Avenue Art Center right now is where we're looking at. We're also possibly going to be recording some upcoming episodes there, possibly going to be recording some upcoming episodes at the Oceanside Museum of Art. We're going to see, we've got some guests planned and we met a whole bunch of like really interesting people at Comic Fest who we think would be great to have on the show some of them supernatural creatures and some of them you know comic book artists which it's you know kind of kind of the same thing and and some are both yes yes so scratch tell us about uh, your experience at comic fest did you know no he's shaking his head he's not really a big talker but um yeah so we are here having tea and uh, having a very uh, sophisticated evening while a giant microphone and computer are sitting on the table. So it's actually not really evening, it's morning, isn't it? So yeah, um, so other things that are going on with the show is uh, that we are still planning out the Creeping Wave radio scripts, uh, still finalizing those scripts because we want them to be perfect. We want to present them to the actors all at once. And uh, that's a little slow going because I've got a bunch of projects going on in between. And, uh, yeah, so Scratch, are you looking forward to the new season? No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> Scratch, Scratch does not know if he is looking forward to the new season, which is a little frightening. <laughs> so, we uh, are having our first course and our first tea. I am having Aztec Spice, which is uh, an exciting tea that is uh, basically, it's a blend of cinnamon-drenched chocolate with warming kick of spice and chili flakes and a rich earthy character. That, that's what it says on the menu. That's not my words. And then we're also having um, some little berries and cream right here. That is our, our first course to start things off with our afternoon tea or morning tea, actually. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I, I figure since we're talking about tea, uh, we can answer one question that was asked on the, the podcast um, that was, what is your worst experience on the podcast? Um, that's a little tea that we can spill right here. Actually, I would say that we don't really have bad experiences on the podcast, usually because it's, uh, it's very short and it's very much uh, just like a controlled conversation where I'm just asking questions. So we really don't have any bad experience on the podcast 
just normal suite of technical glitches that pop up every so once in a while? Yeah, we, we have a lot of technical glitches. I mean, if that's something, um, mostly what happens, it'll be uh, like after the fact. I'm just taking a slurp of tea there. Um, when, whenever we have issues, it's usually uh, more with the fact of being like an online presence than it is with the podcast in and of itself. Um, nobody's really like gone crazy on us yet. Um, we, we have had a couple um, stalkers, so that, that was a little disturbing. We, we did have uh, one young lady who I believe might have been a skinwalker. <laughs> anyway, we are uh, again jumping ahead in time here, and we are back at H-E double hockey stick. Uh, now, that Skinwalker episode uh, will be an episode possibly coming up in the You Mind in the future, but we're, we're not into publicly shaming people, even if there are they are a little bit stalkerish. So, deserve it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> some people think they might deserve it. But, um, yeah, we, we're, we're not into that kind of thing. So what we'd like to talk about instead of uh, negative experiences on the show is some of the really amazing experiences that we've had with this weekend in specific uh, at Comic Fest was really a pretty amazing time, don't you think? Yes, yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of stuff to, that you experienced, but for to me, uh, Comic Fest was was very you know it, it, it's always a good experience for me because a you have so many people that are very talented and very de devoted to to comics and art and you know, no matter what art they do and it's just really a great place to be at so there's just a lot of really great energy there. There really is, yeah. And uh, we were really lucky this time because we actually got to participate in a panel. Um, we were hoping to do a Creeping Wave You Mind panel, but that didn't get approved. Maybe next year. Um, so, so tell all your friends how much you love Creeping Wave and how much you love the You Mind and how much you would love to sit at a panel and listen to the actors from that podcast just talk about the process and just delve deep into their minds. Well, I, I think they're recorded, aren't they? Um, the uh, the panels. Yes. I think I think they did record the panels. Mm -hmm. At least they recorded the panel we participated yeah. in. So you might be able to, um, if, if you're not in town, mm -hmm. or maybe not even on a continent, that yeah. you'll be able to tap into those panels yeah. and see us see us live and in person and in action. Now I only know because I I saw a young lady with the phone out. So I don't know if it's like professionally recorded, mm. but anyway, the panel that we participated in was not relating to Creeping Wave or the You Mind, but it was with Tone Milazzo, and uh, we were doing a style of role play game called Fate Accelerated, which I had watched a video on, but I did not quite understand the dice rolling. It's basically you get four dice, and they're plus minus dice, and okay, as I understand it. I'm never good at this kind of thing. Uh, the logistics stuff always eludes me, but uh, the, a plus and a minus cancel each other out, and then whatever you have left, if you have a blank space and a plus, that's what you get, or if you have a blank space and a minus, but then if you have a plus, minus, plus, minus, you have negative, no, you have nothing, and if you have a minus, you have negative, whatever number you choose for like your cleverness, say. your quickness. <laughs> anything like that. So, it doesn't work like a normal pair of dice, you know, and no. one to six. No, 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 no. But uh, like, so I, I had been used to D&D uh, &D and Vampire, The Masquerade. I did a lot of those when I was younger uh, and I really enjoyed those. Uh, so I love role playing. I love taking on characters <laughs> as the show might suggest. Um, Funny thing is, Mr. Scratch was the original D&D &D master. Were you? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Before D and D was ever made. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Well, good for you. Just taking that initiative. That's fantastic. But uh, so, uh, yeah, I really love those games, and I basically played uh, an extremely arrogant, foppish uh, space blimp pilot who has a penchant for having sex with anything that... Can you give us an example? Well, uh, I believe that they, they, had a, they had a former relationship with uh, the head of engineering, a young woman named Juniper. 
and uh, they decided to announce to everybody on the ship about how nubile and sumptuous and what a little minx Juniper is in the sheets. And your voice. <laughs> yes, I talk like this the whole time because hedonism bot is a big inspiration for me. <laughs> anyway, hedonism bot is kind of uh, the, like my spirit animal. If I wasn't such like a nervous, terrified human being, uh, that that's who I would be. Except that I, I'm like so constantly pushed down by other people but but you know what we're doing the podcast we're, we're starting to get away from that we're, we're experiencing other people other worlds and and i'm i'm pushing beyond my comfort zone. well needless to say during during the panel <clears throat> yeah that napoleon delighted everyone else in the room because she came up with such a novel way of portraying this this character which i don't think anyone ever had any kind of inkling that that it could be done uh, and so needs so so basically, everyone in the room was, was rolling and laughing and having a great time. Yeah, and we were there with uh, quite a few other very talented actors. And so it was, it was really just incredibly exciting to be working alongside them. Um, and I, I'm trying to look up their names because I don't know their names by heart. And I, I want to make sure <laughs> that I get them... You can edit it in later. Correctly. I, I'm going to edit it in later, but you see, right now I'm doing what's called filler so that we don't have dead air. And then I'm just filling that up with talkity-talkity. Yeah. And, okay. So here we go. <laughs> okay, so the other actors were Jeanet Ray Spano, Mark Biaggi, me, Lucid Nap, uh, Stephen Schwab, and uh, Tone Malazzo was the, uh, you don't really say DM, he was the game master, mm -hmm. the game master. So, and we were using the Evil Hat Productions Fate Accelerated system, which was very exciting. Uh, Janae played a mad scientist who was bent on creating human-animal hybrids. Poor Juniper, who was played by Stephen Schwab, was, was, your, was your girlfriend. My former girlfriend, who I hadn't told I was married. And yes. That that was a bit of conflict. Poor, poor. How little... did you deal with her beard? Uh, well, that was new. Uh, at the time, the character, the actor, had a beard, and it was it was quite entertaining watching him play a female character. Yeah, we were gender swapped while mm -hmm. we were doing this, uh, and so I was playing the the male character, and uh, well, I mean that is if you see me as a female, which a lot of people seem to. And a lot of people seem to see me as male, so that's fine. But anyway, I was playing the male character, and uh, Stephen was playing the female love interest. Uh, so my character, Pilot Bob, with three Bs, including the one in the front, B-O-B-B, -B, uh, was basically, uh, they had married a dowager widow who uh, gave them a lot of inheritance, and they, they had inherited this fortune through marriage, and... They had just really gone off the rails now that they had this money. And uh, you know what they say about the nouveau riche. But uh, yeah, Bob was uh, really the exemplification of that uh, decadent kind of Georgian sort of prince regent kind of behavior. Would you like a piece of cheese? I'm just flying <laughs> yes. a steampunk blimp. In fact, our ship was named the Yay Toast. And that is Yay Toast like... G-J-E-T-O-S-T, -E which is a type of dessert cheese. It's, it's a sweet kind of robust cheese. that uh, and, and so the SSEA toast, which was pretty amazing. Um, so Janae was a mad scientist. Juniper was the head of engineering. And she was my former love interest. And my poor wife, Heather, was stuck on the ship with me making announcements about how hot and naughty that little minx from engineering could get and uh but isn't heather a hot girl name i i i i knew a girl named heather when i was younger and i've only known one hmm. and i did think she was very attractive but i i didn't have a crush on her or anything but she was a very pretty girl but mostly from the movie heathers i would think um but yeah well mine is come my experience comes from heather locklear heather lockhart oh. from the 1980s okay well heather heather's a hot girl name of course, my character described Heather as being <laughs> terribly horsey and just doughty. But the DM described Heather as being a beautiful woman. So, you know, 
in the eye of the beholder. But uh, so we we had a lot of fun with that. And um, then also Mark Biaggi, I, and I, gosh, I hope I'm saying this right because I'm, I'm reading it. But uh, Mark Biaggi played my brother Bartholomew, who was the navigator and madly in love with Heather. So it was... It was quite fun. It was quite a ruckus event. Um, we, we very madcap rollick. It, <laughs> it was excellent in the fact that everyone was experienced and they're open enough that they they just flew right into the characters. Yeah, we had a and lot was, of fun. It, it really, it really was. It was seamless. Mm -hmm. And everyone was 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 outgoing and yeah. friendly. Even though even though Napoleon came up with this crazy character out of left field. Yeah. And everyone just kind of said, okay. Let's go with it. I am in general what you call chaotic neutral. Um, and so, and if you play D&D, &D, you understand that. But uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, oh, we got a message. But uh, yeah, um, so we, we were just having a lot of fun with this role play and we we're just entertaining everybody. And I, I'd love to do it again if Tone and the gang are up to it. Um, and maybe we can also have the uh, Creeping Wave You Mind podcast as well or not podcast i guess it would be the panel as well and that would be fun as you can tell we're very excited about all the stuff that happened at comic fest it was just really fun and really just a lot of really great things uh what else well, besides you know, besides just you know mm -hmm. just the, the panels and, and we were just on one and they were having panels continuously mm -hmm. all through the day and I mean, it's all through all kinds of different kind of subjects. The it's, legal geeks were there. The legal geeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has something to do with that. I've seen. I, I was kind of caught, caught a glimpse of some that are very much on the business side of comics mm -hmm. and running a comic book shop. Mm -hmm. And then there's ones on artists and artists, and there was music. And there was musical guests that played. Yeah. After after you know after the general public was kind of kicked out, and and mm -hmm. so you were able to listen to. To like, uh, um, well, I know the digital lizards were, were, were there. Yeah, the know. digital lizards were there, and we because we were actually staying uh, in Encinitas, which is a city that's kind of in between our portal uh, in HE Double Hockey Stick that opens up to the uh, human world, and with a location in San Diego, the Four Point Sheraton. So we were staying in Encinitas, which is sort of in between, in case we had to run back and forth. Uh, which we turns out we did actually because our first time in small press and we left all of our comics at the apartment yeah <laughs> double h in double in he double hockey stick mm -hmm. yeah i have my upstairs apartment and i have my downstairs apartment you see a portal opens up in my kitchen and takes me to the mortal world when i need to you know because storage space so i i just Eventually, the landlord is going to come in and do maintenance, and they're probably going to see that, the whole portal to, yeah. It'll be the last thing. Probably. Well, that's looking on the bright side. Well, they say the other things besides the musical guest is that there there were probably, you know, at least a hundred other tables. Mm-hmm. With all independent artists doing their independent things. Yeah, really talented people. Um, I mean, Accidental Aliens are there. Uh, you heard Travis Rivas and you heard Scott Lost on the podcast. And uh, Vince, oh my goodness. Uh, actually, uh, now, uh, I, I am hoping that I can pronounce his last name correctly. because <laughs> Vince has been a very, very, yeah. a, a very good partner with us. He's been very, mm -hmm. very friendly. And very supportive of what we did. And actually, he was kind of right in the same area that we were on our first comic fest. And he was just like, yeah, this is kind of how it goes. And yeah. This is what you do. And, and, and we were able to look at him. And also what he how he presents his table and everything and kind of yes. learn a lot from him. There's Vince uh, Alvendia. Now, I am hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Vince, if I'm not, just come over and slap me. Um, normally, I Let like... Me. Huh? Let me. Oh, oh, yeah. I type at and then Vince and then it comes up. So I, I know Vince, but I don't know how to pronounce Vince's last name. Forgive me. But uh, Vince Vince, and Vince is the illustrator on an amazing comic book called Dark Agents. And this is the first book in a series. And it is called Violet and the Trial of Trauma. 
and it is written by Janina Scarlett, PhD, and illustrated by Vince Alvindia. Again, I hope I am saying that correctly. Um, but what is really interesting about it is uh, it uses a, it's, it's intermingled in the storyline, so you're not really hit over the head with it, but uh, it is using something called acceptance and commitment therapy. So uh, if you have experienced a trauma or a really tragic event in your life, uh, this kind of helps you find the skills to cope and to learn how to sort of, uh, I, I guess, uh, reassimilate. Uh, is assimilate the word I want? But I um, just what about the artwork? Uh, and the artwork in it is absolutely beautiful. I have to say, Vince did an amazing job. Uh, we've been looking over this like all day and just, I don't know if you can hear the pages flipping uh, and the microphone, but uh, yeah, Vince did a beautiful job. His style is so clean and so crisp and it's, I mean, I don't know exactly how to describe it. I mean, there there's like a little bit of anime influence to it, uh, but then there's a little bit of like American cartoon, maybe, maybe even a hint of Disney now and then, uh, and it's it's really fantastic. And uh, I was very honored because I received this book, Dark Agents, from Vince in trade for drawing a character from the series in my style, which I'm really excited to do. And I've been reading over it and trying to decide exactly which character. I think I have the character in mind, but I'm going to surprise you guys with it when uh, I, I finally release it. And hopefully I'll be able to put up the process of me drawing that character and uh, creating that character and everything. Because this is a project I'm extremely excited about as somebody who has lived a very bizarre life. Uh, I, I, I think it's amazing that uh, books like this are offered to folks out there. So this is something I'm very excited about and very excited to be part of it now. Vince was one of my uh, very first table mates. In fact, Vince and Bob McCune. I think it's McCune. I, everybody, I am so sorry about your last name. <laughs> um, but they were my very first uh, table mates at Comic Fest. And I, I said to Bob before, I don't think I would have come back if I had somebody else. Because they were so cool with me and so friendly and happy and just joking the whole time. And I just felt really welcome and really happy to be at Comic Fest. And I'm the kind of person that you can go through my Instagram. I'm a weird looking person. <laughs> you're not uh, scratch you're around demons all day you've lost your objectivity but um, have you seen me when I really want to seduce you know what no uh, and I think that given our relationship as uh, apprentice and uh, apprentor that would maybe be inappropriate <laughs> oh my gosh this is weird anyway um, but yeah, so I, I am normally used to just being laughed at when I walk into a grocery store, but, uh, they made me feel very welcome and very happy to be there. So I, I had a lot of fun. And so I really love those guys and I'm really happy that I got to do comic fest with those fine folks. Um, of course, what else have been, we've been working on? Well, the other thing is, is that you're actually able to really impress and, and inspire at least a couple young women. Oh yeah, yeah. That, there. that was really cool. It's always really cool when you meet uh, young artists and uh, young uh, horror enthusiasts. Now it, it's taken me a while to come around to the idea that my art is horror art because to me it's surrealism, it's esotericism, it's fantasy. And to me, what I draw is not with any intention of scaring people or making people feel uncomfortable. Body parts scare people. Body part, yeah, and and that's what we're finding out is that body parts are frightening. Bloody horses. Yeah, bloody horses. Um, I love horses, and I think the anatomy of horses is so incredibly fascinating. Um, and so I draw a lot of very meticulous anatomy drawings of um, horses. <laughs> anything. Um, the, yeah, uh, of anything really. Um, these young ladies. 
But these young ladies were just really interested in my artwork and uh, came over. And one of them showed me her whole sketchbook and had me go through it. And a very talented young artist who actually showed me that uh, they're going to be having an up-and-coming artist, Artist Alley, for young artists uh, at the next Comic Fest, which I'm really excited for because I think that's exactly what we need. We need young people coming in there and just shaking things up a little, like new talent, kind of uh, people who are paving the way. Uh, there's a lot of really wonderful established artists who come and are guests at Comic Fest, but I think one of the really important things about um, a venue where it's smaller and more intimate like this is that smaller artists or artists who are just starting out, they have a chance to shine. And when you have like a young artist's alley, like the, the up and coming kids, like kids who are like 12, 13, uh, that even younger, even younger. Cause if you go by little fish, which is, uh, they, that is a, um, sort of a workshop, like a class, they offer different classes for, um, people under 18 to come in and write their own comic books. And they talk about kind of like how to do it, kind of comic books theory and sort of the process of putting your comic books out there. And those kids are sitting at a table and they are showing you their art and talking about their art and they actually have published comic books and they're great. I got to talk with uh, Crystal, who is a young girl who wrote, uh, I think the magic tea party was a book that I picked up from her and, uh, some very, very good artists, uh, back there. So I think it's really important that at smaller venues, younger artists are allowed to get out there and really like you know, get on the scene. And another young girl that I met, um, and I know that when you're a feminine person, um, when you are more towards the feminine side of the spectrum, that it is difficult to explain to people that you love horror and creepy things and spookiness. And because people don't see that as well, that's, that's not for you. You're, you're not one of those. You don't get to do that. Um, and so this little girl came over and she was just like, wow, looking at my art. And my first reaction is Which always... Which art was it? Huh? Which art was it? Um, it, it was actually, she uh, was picking up the Horrorgasm book that I, I participated in Horrorgasm and we did a uh, comic book for uh, October for the Halloween season. And it was a really, really cool experience because I got to work with Brian and Chase Killian. And it's a father-daughter team who wrote uh, a comic book story. And uh, they, their story was just really original and just blew me away. And probably because the story was written, Brian is an adult and he is the father of Chase, who was eight years old when they wrote this story. And I just thought that was so cool that they teamed up and there's, it's just so creative and so different from anything you've read before. Cause you don't have somebody who's trying to appeal to any kind of, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're not like, Oh, is this genre? Is this on brand? They're just letting their imagination go wild. And so I told this girl that and she's nine, this young girl. Um, and I told her that and she was pretty excited and uh, her and her dad and her brother were there and they kind of had to take off for uh, his basketball practice. But I told her, you know what, just take that for free. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and she was so excited. I signed, I gave my little autograph on the story that I wrote and she came behind the table and gave me a hug. And you know what, coronavirus be damned. It's, it was a really cute, exciting uh, moment for me that I got to might have made something, you know, something important in her life. Yeah, and it, and it made my day, you know, to be able to interact with these young artists and that kind I'm of sure, thing. Cuz I'm sure cuz I cuz I know that you've had similar things in your past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I have uh <laughs> it's it's difficult trying to explain. Now, now the kind of artwork that I do, that's always been the undercurrent of how I draw. So you can imagine like when you have like a a four-year-old who's drawing these horrendous <laughs> but anatomically correct scenes, then it's it's fairly disturbing for their caretakers. So 
But uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was really. Well, I believe that you that you met several artists that you looked up to when you were younger. I did meet several artists I looked up to when I was younger. So um, I, I and um, sometimes through Comic Fest and sometimes through uh, just like going to galleries or other events mm -hmm. and um, and it was always a big deal for me that uh, just really when you get to talk to somebody who. Um, you know, it, it kind of gets it, <laughs> gets what you do. And, uh, that's always so much fun. And I think that's really what Comic Fest is about. I haven't done Comic-Con yet. And a lot of that is because it's, it's really hard. These, uh, conventions and art shows and stuff like that, I'm doing them, but they're really hard for me. It's, it's hard for me to put myself out there and interface with people because it's just not something that's ever going to come naturally to me. Uh, and it's something you can get better at, but it's never going to be something that I enjoy. So it's, it's only going to be something that I, I enjoy aspects of it, but it's, it just the interface. It's always going to be a struggle for me. It's always going to be something that I'm actively thinking about every moment that I'm doing it. I, and I love meeting the kids and I love meeting other artists and having fun with other artists, but it's always going to be like a little bit more challenging for me than it is for someone who's just very socially gregarious and just loves meeting new people and loves hanging out and loves going to parties. And that's not me. So, but, um, yeah, so comic fest is, is more my speed where it's, it's smaller, it's more intimate. Um, it, you get people that really love comics. You get people that art. really love comics and art. And that's important to me. Um, you're not there for a TV show or well, anything else. I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, um, there, there is not. No. But, but again, it's it's back to the art. Yeah. I'm hoping to do uh, WhoCon coming up pretty soon. Um, and I'm going to... WhoCon. Who? 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 Doctor Who. Yes. Um, I thought we were talking about an owl. No. No. You're, Marco is right. You were just like dad jokes all the time. <laughs> Of course. Gosh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, hopefully doing that. And, and there's a lot of fun, crazy artwork that could definitely come out of that. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to sign up for that. This is the first year they're going to have an artist alley. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, let's see what else was going that on. That actually should be quite exciting. Yeah, I think I it should think, be exciting. Because Doctor Who, I mean, the I'm not extraordinarily uh, familiar to. Series, You're not a Hoovian. No, I'm a Trekkie. You're a Trekkie. I know. And a Star yeah, Wars. You are a Trekkie, and you love. And Star a Tolkienite. Wars. And a Tolkienite. That's true. That's true. So. So three out of four. I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but no, it should. It, it it actually should be good for for the for who uh, uh, who come to have a uh, an artist alley because mm -hmm. again you know. The, that type of series attracts a lot of very talented and very artistic and mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. and there should be that should add a whole level of energy to the whole thing. David Tennant is my favorite doctor. Who's yours? Leave a comment. If you hate David Tennant, leave a comment and tell me what a horrible creature I am. So, but you like David Tennant as a demon. I, I do like David Tennant as a demon in uh, Crowley. In Crowley in Good Omens. That was that was a, a series I was really into. Um, I'm still really into it. It's still got a lot of rewatchability, but, uh, yeah. So what else was going on at, uh, comic fest that we should talk about, uh, while we're here? Well, it's not only that, but, but there was mm -hmm. a whole separate building devoted to nothing but memorabilia. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, as I walked through it, mm -hmm. I, I saw a lot of toys that, that I had when I was younger. Mm-hmm. That you know, I should have just kept in a box and sold for ten times as much as they were worth at yeah. the time. But 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 then, you know that's just money. Money besides, yeah, is that it was excellent to good look through it and again see see some of the things from your childhood, and that 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 were very important to you, and then uh, just remind you of, of those days. Mm -hmm. I got a a Beetlejuice figurine that has Sandy the baby sandworm from the Beetlejuice cartoon by Nelvana Animation. And it has Beetlejuice playing kind of like a little, uh, little wood, uh, woodwind kind of instrument. And uh, it says the charmer, 
on it. And it says, yes, it's, it's cool. I'll post pictures of it online. Actually, Margot got it for me, your daughter. Mm. So, yeah. Then I was able to purchase for Nap a small pin with the picture of this wannabe wizard. Oh, Snape? Yeah. Snape. Whatever his name is. I like Snape. I'm a fan. So, I'm a Snape stan. So, and did you not get a crocheted object? I did. I got a tiny crocheted squid. And I will post pictures of my crocheted squid as well. It's a rainbow color. It's actually shades of pink and purple crocheted squid. I do love the cephalopods. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a cephalopod? I don't know. But it just shows. It just shows you the 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 breadth of different types of art that just you can find here. Anything that you're into, there is really a, a place for you at Comic Fest or Comic Con. Um, I I used to go to Comic Con every year, and then I just kind of stopped. <laughs> I should probably get back into that, um, seeing as I write comic books and do podcasts and probably be a, a good venue to advertise that. But, uh, you know, eventually, eventually I'll, I'll get back on that horse. So, but uh, yeah, so we had a lot of fun at Comic Fest and, and we did have a lot of fun for this, this birthday. Um, th this, I don't know exactly what year birthday this is seeing as i'm a mortal and uh that 40 that, years for, this lifetime well 40 years is what i'll admit to <laughs> but uh oh i'm sorry yeah you're 26 26 <laughs> oh no 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 40 is definitely more believable <laughs> trust me but uh yeah it, it's I, I i don't know exactly because as we've learned from creeping wave i was involved in world war one and so Probably not in my 40s, but, you know, we'll, we'll stick with 40 because... It's a good age. Yeah, it's a little less suspicious than other ages that, you know. Um, it's a good age because people respect you for your experience. Do they? And yet still find you sexy. Oh, well, you know, I'm not... You're, you're getting a little inappropriate here, Scratch. This is a business relationship, sir. So, yeah, everything, like, everything about this birthday has been good so far. Uh, we did go out to tea, and actually our, our um, server at uh, the Grand Tea Room, uh, which is a wonderful place in Escondido, was uh, somebody I went to high school with who I didn't recognize, uh, I kind of recognized, you know where you get that, like, inkling, like, do, do I know you, kind of thing, and then at the end she's like, why do you look so familiar to me, and I was like, why do you look so familiar to me? And so it turns out we went to the same high school. Uh, so she might be an immortal too. I don't know. But uh, hey, Alyssa, if, if you are an immortal, sorry about that. <laughs> you got a rough road ahead of you, young lady. But the teas so, were excellent. The teas were excellent. We had Aztec chocolate. Yeah, and Aztec white chocolate and white truffle. Yes. And uh, a fine assortment of sandwiches mm -hmm. and and desserts and yeah oh tiny and, little and the ambiance was excellent yeah it's beautiful it was done up like kind of like an old victorian kind of tea room and uh just like little lace tablecloths uh little porcelain cups with the the flowers painted on them and everything it was it was really uh, amazing and there were some <laughs> older women who came and they had their little hats on and so I always wear a sun hat if you watch my Instagrams because yeah the sun and me are not really friends with each other and so it was kind of nice because I, I was able to leave my hat on and normally I'm just like yeah no covers indoors you take off your hat the second you come in but yeah I was able to wear it then and I got a little Funko Pop of, of Snape from Old Scratch because uh Spellbook and I a spellbook, a, a Harry that Potter I, that I'd gotten from a library down in my realm. In your realm, wow! So, so these are some pretty potent spells. Then maybe you won't screw it up now. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. Uh, so, yeah, we got a, a spellbook, uh, a Snape. Uh, actually, the only thing that happened bad is is. Uh, I did have to get a tire changed on the Saab, seeing as I am the infernal chauffeur. 
that uh, that the Saab did require a new tire today on my birthday. But uh, uh, oddly enough, we do indeed have a satanic mechanic. So that was good. And uh, yeah, how, how did you get that guy on the payroll? We made a deal. A deal. Yeah, I guess I won't ask about that. Those get pretty personal. But uh, you know what? He's a good guy. He does good work. So we got the, the sab all fixed up and, and ready for, uh, you know. Well, I always treat my employees mm -hmm. well. But you're really not my employee. No, you I'm. You get my meaning. No, I'm, uh, I'm your apprentice. So. <laughs> so I have planned a nice dinner for you. Aw. Well, thank you, Scratch. I do like eating. That's one of my favorites. Entertainments. And entertainments. After a while. Oh, well, that that's nice of you, sir. So, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I would like to, um, before we go, like to suggest to everybody that you, you take a look at uh, the uh, You Mind, Creeping Wave, and Lucid Nap Instagrams for uh, various pictures of different uh, commissions I've been working on and pictures from Comic Fest, which are slowly dispersing, but I do have some commissions that I'm working on from, from different people. So they're slowly disseminating to the internet. And there's uh, pictures of your beautiful daughter, Margot, as well. <laughs> so, yay. And, uh, yeah, she, she looked awfully nice in... Uh, that little sparkly outfit that she was wearing, <laughs> don't, don't you think? I would leave it there. Yeah, yeah, I should probably leave it there. Um, okay, but guys, all the links to the social media will be down below, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to put the links to uh, other people that we talked about in the show. Um, also, if you're listening, Gordon, I would like to thank you so much for the commission that you gave me to do the mermaid, uh, the uh, Belle Epoque Mermaid in Paris, which was, uh, I think, an amazing piece and uh, one of my favorites that I've done so far. And that it's always fun uh, when somebody just has like kind of a wild, different idea and they, they tell you about it and you as an artist get to just sit down and do that. And we'll give you the freedom to do so. They do. And I do that for uh, my Patreon's Grammarica as well. And if you would like me to do artwork for you, um, you can become a Patreon or you can just go ahead and go to lostbreadcomic.com and commission a picture of your very own. We will discuss the price. It's, it's usually nothing like outrageous or anything like that. So, but yeah, I would love for you to do that. I've also got available prints online and, uh, you can check out my comics, which, uh, take place in the same universe as the you mind and creeping wave well i mean of course they do <laughs> it's there's only one universe right so yeah and so they take place in in that one in which we live and uh yeah it's a lot of fun and we got to meet a lot of really amazing people yeah everybody who came by the table uh, thank you so much it, it makes us feel so happy to be appreciated and uh, just to get a chance to interact with like-minded people and for, for a little bit not feel like we're so crazy and out there and deserve to be laughed at. And of course, <laughs> if, you're, if you find out that we're on a show that are, that's within driving distance of you, yeah, please show up and say hello. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We would. Yes. And, and once the whole like corona thing cools down, we, we'll hug you. Free hugs. If not, you'll get a, an elbow bump. An elbow bump. Free elbow bumps. How can you turn that down? Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. And hopefully this was a fun episode for you. I know it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. We we had a couple different locations going on. And, but, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun at Comic Fest and at the Grand Tea Room. And uh, I would suggest... Over the summer, keeping an eye out because Comic Con will be back next year. Comic Fest will be well. Comic Con Comic will Fest. be back, but also Comic Fest. Comic Fest. Yes. So it's going to be lots of fun, lots of hooting and hollering and carrying on. So okay, guys, talk to you later. Bye. Special thanks to San Diego Comic Fest and 
the Grand Tea Room for allowing us to record on their premises. And to Tone Malazzo, game master and author. Check out his books at tonemalazzo.com. Thanks to fellow role players Janae Ray Spano, Mark Biaggi, Stephen Schwab. Thank you, Vince Alvandia, the illustrator of Dark Agents. Check out his work at eggdropramen.studio. Or you can go ahead and check out the author, Dr. Janina Scarlett, at superhero-therapy.com. Together, they are the team that formed Dark Agents, Violet, and The Trial of Trauma. Thanks to former table mate Bob McCune. Check out his stuff at bobdrawstuff.com. He, he does indeed draw stuff. And Little Fish. You can check them out at littlefish.us. Thanks, as always, to our legendary announcer, Savage C. Walnar. We couldn't do it without you, Savage. And give it up for Ethan Mexell, the composer of Demilitarized Zone, the You Mind theme song. If you think you'd like to help support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash lucidnap. It helps us out so very much. Or make a small one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap. You can also lend your support by going to lostbreadcomic.com and commissioning art or buying prints, stickers, what have you. Lots of stuff available, lots of fun things, and if you don't see something you want, just uh, send me a message. Of course, you can always just follow us, and those links will be down in the description box below. Then Creeping Wave Radio, which is our sister podcast, please do check it out and go to creepingwave.com for more info about the show and upcoming guests. We're going to be updating it as we get closer to our new season in October. And thank you so much for watching or listening, whatever it may be, if you're on YouTube, if you're on SoundCloud or iTunes or any of those. And a great big juicy thanks to The Gramerica Show, Nikki Benfield, and Neil, who are our Patreons, and we could not do it without their support. <laughs> the You Mind is brought to you by Lucid Nat Productions in cooperation with a hairy old man. Thank you for listening. Bye. Every person's story has something to teach us. How others view life, how obstacles are overcome, how joy is felt, how fears are faced, how love is expressed. The Matters of Faith podcast explores individual stories of people's lives and how faith plays a part. It may not be your story, but it may help shape yours. The Matters of Faith podcast with Jay Wilburn is on Project Entertainment Network. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.